It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The less your business spends, the more margin you keep. But today, everything costs more. So smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one proven platform, helping you reduce IT costs, maintenance costs, and manual errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash earnings right now. NetSuite.com slash earnings. Joining us now, Intel's CEO, Pat Gelsinger. You know, Pat, this is the second consecutive quarter where investors have cheered the earnings results. Shares are up. And I think before 2023, 10 out of the 11 earnings prints that you had, shares fell. Is this job done for you in the turnaround at Intel? (laughs) Well, Ed, we have a long way to go yet. Uh, But uh, boy, having two good beat and Ray quarters in a row, you know, is a super positive and really, I think, indicative of that turning point uh, for the uh, company. But we still have a lot of work to do yet. You know, as we said, our client business is now, you know, healthy footing. You know, we've returned market share to where it traditionally was, a strong roadmap. You know, the market's recovering, inventory levels are good. You know, data center, we still have work to do, but boy, you know, two quarters in a row where we did a bit better than we expected, you know, but we still have challenges in AI, you know, and many of our really good products are only coming to market over the next uh, year. You know, networking, still a lot of inventory to work through. And our foundry business is still just a seedling, just starting to show some green shoots. So I'll say, boy, far from finished, but it is nice bouncing off the bottom a bit and feeling that momentum in the market response. Pat, why do you have the confidence to kind of call the end of the the PC slump and, and also at the same time state that the server recovery is delayed to the end of the year? Yeah, and the PC side, you know, inventory levels are now healthy. Right, you know everything that we've seen, and a lot of the you know issues that we worked through Q4, Q1, and Q2 were over inventory levels by the OEMs and the channel. And now everything is healthy. Our roadmap is very good. We've gained share multiple times uh, in a row. I think we're now at five out of six quarters where we've uh, gained market share. So I just say in the PC business healthy. Our position is good. And we're looking forward to the AIPC. And with our launch of our next generation product, Meteor Lake, uh, later this year, you know, we believe that it ushers in the AIPC generation. And I've compared that to like Centrino and Wi-Fi, you know, two decades ago, a major new use case for why the PC is the best platform. So we're quite excited about that. On the data center side, you know, we still saw that, you know, the inventory levels still persist. You know, China was weaker than expected. Their recovery is going slower. And, you know, cyclically, we see the shift toward AI. You know, these big training machines, every cloud vendor is shifting their dollars to more focus on that. So those three things are leading to a bit longer recovery cycle on the data center. But like I said, we performed a bit better than we thought on the data center in Q1 and Q2. So we're feeling like our momentum and execution is rebuilding, despite some of those headwinds that still persist in that area. For our global TV and radio audience here at Bloomberg, we're speaking to Pat Gelsinger, the Intel CEO. Pat, you're forecasting gross margin of 43% in the current period. 
But, it, but it's a long way from that 60% gross margin level. You know, Wall Street used to look at Intel and say 60%. You know, they would cheer you as a leader in that space. Can you just explain to our global audience the timeline and path to getting back to profit at that level? Yeah, and we're working our way back to margins and obviously a nice beat in Q2 on margins and we forecast Q3 a bit better and Q4 a bit better. You know, and part of it is the cyclicality of the semiconductor industry is brutal on margins. And when we, you know, had an oversupply situation, inventory, you know, that just depresses margins because, you know, the factories cost the same whether they're full or whether they're empty. So you end up with these uh, charges that, you know, burden the price points and uh, depressed margins. We also realize that our own product execution has weakened our product position, you know, which doesn't have ASPs as strong as well. So that's another factor. And the last factor here is, you know, the plan that uh, my CFO, Dave, and I have laid out is an expensive plan. We are making aggressive investments to build the capacity to get back to leadership. And thus, we're moving through nodes very rapidly. We said five nodes in four years. So that causes us to have a lot of undepreciated you know, capacity that we're working through quite aggressively. Also building up a bit more capacity for our foundry initiatives. So all of those factors depressed margins you know, to historically low levels in the first part of the year. And we're just seeing ourselves now working to build back to margin levels. But we're still very confident that as we build our foundry business, get back to leadership and process and products, you know, that those kind of margins, that's exactly what uh, Dave and I aspire to to the future. And we feel like Q2 was a good marker, you know, that yes, we're building momentum to get back there. Success is more than a destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's dedication, it's fortitude, and it's the work, passion, and grit inside of us that comes before all recognition. That's what Stiefel has been doing for over 130 years, and it's why Stiefel is one of the fastest-growing wealth management firms in the country. And Stiefel goes beyond traditional wealth management to offer you a full suite of banking services, direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises, and a leading middle market investment bank. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel has built a company and culture unlike any firm on Wall Street. Because success is the drive it takes to keep pushing. It's the passion to keep investing. It's the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Find a financial advisor at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel, Nicholas & Company, Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSE. You know success when you see it, or you think you do. The people in the spotlight, athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do, that's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Thank you for joining us here on Bloomberg Television and Radio Worldwide. We're joined by Pat Gelsinger, Intel CEO. 
you described the foundry business as a seedling. But every time you and I have spoken, you've hinted that there is a big customer waiting in the wings to give life to that business. What, you can, what can you tell us about that, Pat? Yeah, and we're, we're having good momentum. And as I said on the uh, earnings call uh, yesterday, we have two big customers in particular that we made very good progress over the last uh, uh, quarter for our foundry uh, business. We did have one, I'll say confirmatory, not as big a, a customer, but the Ericsson announcement, their commitment to 18A and our next generation work you know, with them that we announced this quarter. So I'll say overall, we're seeing good momentum and a really strong pipeline of customers. And we hope to make, you know, meaningful announcements uh, later this year on that. We also pointed out on our earnings call that now we're seeing a lot of interest in our packaging technology. So it isn't just wafer manufacturing, it's also package assembly and test. And Intel has long-term been a leader in packaging technologies. And because of key areas like high-performance computing and AI, there's tremendous interest in these advanced packaging technologies. And we're finding a lot of customer interest in that incremental mental area of the foundry business as well. So overall, you know, and the numbers were good for us in Q2 for foundry, great pipeline of activities, great progress on a couple of these most major opportunities. So I'm feeling good, like we're starting to really see that momentum build in this new business area for Intel, our Intel foundry services. If we think about what a a potential customer might be, you know, at the scale of Apple or Google or NVIDIA, what is it that they want from you? What is it do you think that you can provide them? Yeah, you know, when I I view it, you know, we have to go through four stages. You know, one is, are my transistors good? You know, can they build good products using Intel? Second is, do I have the design tools, you know, the cadence and synopsis EDAs and the IP libraries? Have we gotten all of those basics done so that they can design on us? You know, then third, you know, do we have good terms and conditions? Are they better off coming to me versus, you know, TSMC or Samsung as an alternative? And then finally, are we customer oriented? Can they really have the support? Because my factory becomes their factory. You know, so we have to work through all four of those stages before they're ready to commit major businesses to us. And that's why it takes a while. You know, they got to do designs and tests and pilots and, you know, work through the financials. And, you know, this isn't a mature business area for us. But I'll just say we're making great progress. And in particular, you know, the two most significant opportunities, it was a really good quarter. And I'm feeling very optimistic that, yes, we'll bring them across the line and start to really accomplish what we've laid out, you know, with our, you know, reshoring and building building the Western uh, foundry. We also had yes. great success with both the EU and the U.S. Chips Act this last quarter, which are affirming the strong support you know, of the Western governments on this uh, strategy. It's the right strategy at the right time. We're making good progress. A big part of your smart capital approach. We have to talk about AI. You see a world in which the PC plays a role for localized running of LLMs. But what are the use cases that you see, Pat, the applications where a PC with AI-specific chips is relevant? 
Yeah, and, you know, to some degree, they're numerous, Ed. You know, let's just give one example. You know, in the future, my word processor, you know, I'm going to hit a button and say, give me a legal brief that describes this, and it's going to get locally generated. You know, my video conferencing, my Zoom, my Teams or Zooms, I'm going to say, you know, give me, you know, real-time translation across multiple languages, you know, for this uh, yes. meeting. And I'm going to have that in real time on my PC. You know, my games, you know, for my, you know, all of that is going to become synthetically generated worlds locally on my PC in real time. You know, so we see it across creator or across productivity. You know, and as I've said, this is sort of like a Wi-Fi moment, you know, for the uh, PC of the future. And that begins with our Meteor Lake launch in uh, the second half of this year. Pat, quickly, a $1 billion pipeline for AI products through 2024. Just give me a sense of the pace at which that pipeline is growing now. Yeah, we saw we had a super uh, exciting quarter. As I said, we six x that pipeline in Q2, so we saw a huge uptick on that. You know, and I've deployed a lot more sales resources, software resources, you know, to jump on those opportunities uh, worldwide. You know, when we have our Gaudi two chip that is, you know, now in volume. You know, we've just seen the first wafers on the next generation Gaudi three, which will be our 2024, you know, product, and then we have our 25 and 26 products underway. So, you know, we're seeing a lot of momentum there. And the world is looking for a great alternative, an open alternative, a more cost-effective alternative. And Intel is a trusted supplier. We think this is a great, you know, area for us to put a lot of energy into. And we're seeing the response from the marketplace now. Intel CEO Pat Gelsinger, we appreciate your time here on Bloomberg TV and radio. Thank you. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.